Oh, that smells good. Thank you. That no, I wasn't talking about your fingers. Oh. I was talking about the cigar. Oh, that smells good. Oh, that's a, that's a great way to start. It feels good. It looks good. It smells good. Now I need to get the clear coat, and I've just bought this puppy. <laughs> yeah, you don't treat cigars and cars the same. Uh, you should. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that is Fingers Malloy, and we are smoking from Ferriotego, the Suma, S-U-M-M-A, with that Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper, which means it's going to have some spice. That's what Corojo wrappers uh, uh, do, right? Prized uh, back in the day, especially as it was, you know, a wrapper uh, of choice and a lot of Cuban cigars, oily, silky. A lot of, of, of that spice to it, and Ferriotego using it for the Suma. Now, we've done some Ferriotego cigars before. This is Michael Herklotz, from the days of Davidoff to running the show over at Nat Sherman to what he does now, not only with Ferriotego and this, this brand that he has put out into the world, but bringing back the Metropolitan and the Timeless from, uh, from Nat Sherman, making them uh, standalones outside of that Nat Sherman world. This cigar that we're smoking is the Corona Gorda. Gorda, not Gordo, Gorda. It's, it's very feminine. I went to school with a Gordo. Oh, is that right? Yeah, nice guy. He was fat. It's true. This is a five and three quarter by 46, which means it's five and three quarters inches long. Tee. Always makes fingers when I laugh. And uh, the ring gauge is a 46. That's the diameter of the cigar or how thick it is around. Tee. Again, with the laughter. A 64 ring gauge would be a full one inch around. So this is on the smaller side, right there. Is this Panatella sized on a 46? Is this Panatella sized on a 46? Okay, see, I'm not crazy. I happen to like the size. I smoked a Lancero over uh, last weekend watching uh, a bit of uh, opening weekend for uh, football where the Detroit Football Lions, I do believe, Fingers Malloy, defeated the world champion Kansas City Chiefs. 21 to 20. I think uh, everyone was expecting that to happen. But I remember someone telling me uh, there wasn't a snowball's chance in Hades that was going to happen. That was not me. That was your brother-in-law. Uh, I just like the fact that the Lions are now on their way to 1 and 16. Oh, there it is. I think that's terrific. Let's light this thing up, Fingers. Have You, lit, you haven't lit yours up either. No. I was waiting for you to bring up football. And this is my victory cigar. Is that what it is? That's what it is. Oh, you should see. You should have seen. You haven't had nice... one yet. You waited all week. Oh no, I <laughs> I lit one up, and you can you can actually see my victory cigar on uh, my Instagram account uh, at Fingers Malloy. I found a ska version of the Lions fight song uh, that went along with it. Nothing you but did. the best. You did. So these are made in the Dominican. It's an Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper with an Ecuadorian Sumatra binder as as well. Uh, now, full disclosure, I have smoked one of these before. I did it in a different size. I did it in the Torpedo, which was a six and a quarter by 52. That 52 ring gauge for me was a little more comfortable for this stick. It, every The size, you're going to be like, that's a little light. Like, you'd almost want it to be a little bit longer and have a more of a, of a six inch, six and a half inch uh, size. So you're like, okay, that feels right. Admittedly, it will feel a little light in the hand. A little something to get used to. That's okay. Take the time to get used to it. Fingers has just done his first puff. Where are you at? What do you know? Pepper, spice, and everything nice. That's what you. I'm getting off of this stick. Look at you. Yeah. You're, so you're like cigar Christmas card guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you mentioned the, that the ring gauge uh, 
it's smaller than we what we're usually uh, accustomed to on the show. Uh, but actually, for this size, it does have a little bit of heft to it. Do you think so? A little bit. I I don't know. I I, I like. I I guess maybe it's in a mood. I've had some bigger cigars over the over, over the week. It's just it's feeling a little bit lighter to me. Const- look, it's it, construction's going to be great. Michael and Brendan, they know exactly what they're trying to do there. Yes, there is the big bits of, of, of pepper going on. There's a there's an immediate spice. There's also just a touch of nuttiness. It's a nice little compliment there. This is not a one-note cigar. The Ferriotego Suma, S-U-M-M-A. There are going to be multiple pieces. You will not get what I get out of, for example, um, the the other parts of Ferriotego, right? They've got the... Uh, the the elega- is it the elegancia, yes the ele- the elegance and uh, the generosa the elegancia and the generosa the generoso is a cigar I really like it's got a little more chocolate right little more cocoa this does not uh, for me don't look for it it won't be there much more on that spice tip a little bit on the nutty and then there's a there there's a, there's a there's like a ribbon of cream. That will that will bring those two things uh, together, but it's a bigger smoke. If for a, for a small size, it's a bigger smoke. So this is relatively new to the market, is mm. it not? I, this got released at the PCA, mm-hmm. the Premium Cigar Association trade show in Las Vegas. We spoke with Michael Herklotz there. We'll bring you that interview in in just a little bit. I think this just started shipping, like uh, three weeks ago. Okay. You know what I mean? Sometime in August, it, it, it started shipping, and when we get a chance to get to the new stuff, we do. Is this in uh, with your with your local tobacconist? I don't know. You can order it on- online from all of the the usual suspects. It's just when you see this cigar, it is a nice, nice brown. You can see the wrapper clearly. It's not trying to be a gorgeous wrapper. It's not trying to be super silky smooth. It is super oily. Yeah, it is. That's super oily right there. Yeah, it is nice. Now, you know, we just lit this up, so we're just in the first third, but I'd be curious uh, to find out from you what differences you're getting uh, from this uh, versus the, the, the torpedo. So really what you're talking about there is ratio. I went with the torpedo when I first had it because that's the size I was interested in. I was interested in that 52 ring gauge. When you have a smaller ring gauge, you're changing the ratio of wrapper to binder and filler. What's in the cigar versus what surrounds the cigar. Flavor comes from wrapper. Don't get me wrong. Binder and filler add things, but flavor comes from wrapper. So you have the opportunity to have a more flavorful cigar when you have the smaller ring gauge. And that's why the, I was, what I was trying to say earlier, the cigar is a touch deceiving because mm-hmm. it doesn't look like it's a powerhouse. It doesn't look like it's going to have that fullness. I'm telling you, kitten. I called called you kitten. Yeah. It's a full-bodied cigar from beginning to end. It is what it is, what it is. The Suma from Ferriotega. So I, I'm going to do my very best to fight the urge to smoke this incredibly fast. Are you already it's, like... I, I've already sat it down. and oh, I'm trying to forget. I'm looking out the window as we're talking. And I'm just going to pretend that that's not there for at least a minute and a half before I pick it up again. Whatever you're doing, make sure you have your notebook and you write down what you eat today, what you drink today. The weather, we're finally getting some fall-like temperatures in Indianapolis and the sun has been shining, like, like maybe a day of rain this week, but really, really nice stuff. And then first third, second third, final third. Break that cigar up in your mind. Like 
break it up into thirds. And then what are the flavors that, that you're getting from it? How are you experiencing this? And then when you go back to that cigar a couple months later and you write your notes, you can compare notes, really get that through line, get an idea of where your flavor profile is. Uh, we'll talk about whether or not this is in our humidor right here. One thing I'd say about Ferio Tego, they're not so worried about price. They're worried about their cigars. That much is very, very true. The Suma from Ferio Tego uh, with uh, that Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper. Yeah, there's some spice there, but you should not be afraid of it. Michael Herklotz is a little bit of legend in cigars from his days at Davidoff, then Nat Sherman, and then creating Ferio Tego. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy, it's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Smoking the Suma and spoke with Michael Herklotz about what's going on in the industry and the future of Ferio Tego. My God. But you look great, man. I do. You know what? I think we have... Didn't we both stand in Navy suits last year? Maybe. For the same interview? Maybe. We might literally be wearing exactly the same thing. It's very possible. <laughs> we only have one suit. This is my day one. I think this is my day one uniform. Uh, let's start not even with cigars. Let's talk a little bit about dichotomy. Okay. You take a look at the PCA. Yep. The people who are here, the shop owners, the people who are checking things out. You are known regarding your fashion. The style by which you bring about your theories and thought processes on cigars, uh, the Generoso that we're smoking right now. I have always been a suit guy. Yeah. Fingers Malloy, who I do the show with, is a Harley guy. Yeah. Everything about him, head to toe, is yeah. Harley. And you see this mix of people. Do you ever find that your style is maybe a, creates a standoffishness with a yeah, customer? It does. And, and to be honest with you, it's something that I've thought a lot about because the, the suit shirt tie thing was, you know, very time and place for me. 10 years with Davidoff, it's just, it's what we wore in the shop. 10 years with Nat Sherman, same thing, it was on brand. With Ferriotego, we actually have kind of gotten a little more casual and downplayed it and much more time and place. That said, I think there is still a time and place for a shirt, tie, and jacket. And I can't think of a more appropriate place than standing in a booth that represents our products and having the opportunity not just to talk about those products with customers, but to thank people for their business. I think that engagement is deserving of a more formal attire and that's it. But I can tell you this, home in New Jersey, I'm not strolling around my town in a suit and tie anymore. It's, no. you know, no. You're no, no, not no. casual? Fully casual. You've gone boating casual. Yeah, I don't, that's, right. okay. not casual that, casual. Go, yeah, right, golf club casual. Uh, we, Fingers and I have always found it fascinating because this is exactly who we are. When we flew out here, uh, he was in his Harley t-shirt, shorts, he's got the flip-flops. I was in a full suit. I fly in a full suit. I find, I find the way Fingers dresses embarrassing on a plane. I, 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 I mean, there, there has been this, you know, move to pajamas in the air, and that is just shameful. And Thank frankly, you. if you're Thank a man you. and I can see your toes and we're not in the sand, it, it's just I would, unforgiving. I swear to God, I'd hug you. Unforgiving. I'd hug you if I thought I could get uh, away It's just with it. unacceptable. No talk, toes. Talk to me. It's so true. Talk to me uh, about the business. It's been a few years now since the launch of Ferry Otago. You actually acquired some of the brands from Nat Sherman, the yep. names, specifically the Timeless, and, and what you've what you've just exploded with uh, on the scene. Uh, talk to me how things are going these last couple years, introducing a brand literally in the height of COVID, where you're at now. Yeah, I mean, I can't think 
of a better idea than to start a premium cigar business in the middle of a respiratory pandemic. Right. You know, like that seems like a no-brainer. So we obviously took the opportunity to do that. Um, the Timeless and Metropolitan are doing great. You know, Metropolitan, some of those blends date back to 1995. Timeless, I did the first one in 2011, launched in 2012. And I'm a big believer in core. It's great to do limited editions. It's great to do one-off lines. But let's face it, we need brands and blends and experiences that we can depend on year after year. And creating a new blend is, is a fun thing to do and it's not an easy thing to do, but it's in fact way more difficult to then preserve and maintain that experience year after year after year when all of your ingredients are changing every year. Right. But I'm a big believer in core and we had added pressure because there was the automatic assumption that we would not be able to replicate what we did in, in the past. So the, the pressure was on to get those blends right. We spent an incredible amount of time tweaking and testing and making sure that bringing Metropolitan and Timeless back, we were bringing them back not only as good, but the best they've ever been. Uh, it's almost like remastering an album. You know, mm -hmm. We're not listening to it on vinyl in a speaker. Now we're listening to it digitally with Beats headphones. The session is the same but you remaster the levels to make them relevant for today. And so that's really what we did with Metro and Timeless, but Ferry Otego uh, is our flagship brand. So we talked a little bit last year about the Elegancia and the Generoso. We're smoking right. the Generoso now. Those we make once annually. When they're done, they're done. And then the following year's release comes out very much like wine. But this year, we're introducing a core line called Ferry Otego Suma. So that will be manufactured in regular production, just like Timeless and Metropolitan. What will be the difference? It's a completely different blend. It's available oh, okay. in, in four sizes. Um, and it's just chewy and decadent and delicious. And I'd love to share one with you, but they are sitting in a warehouse in UPS right now. Uh, so I don't have one You got to pay you. the guy. Oh, trust me. something. If, if there was a guy to be paid, he would be paid. Slide but it right. They don't like to work on Saturday. Business continues to grow then. Business what? is growing. But we saw a lot of brands come out. Not everybody can say that they've got the growth. They may say they're growing, but there's a reality sure. uh, to it. What has been the differentiator? Is it the cigar? Is it you with your history? Because, I mean, it is. It's kind of like a vaunted history. Yeah, I think uh, in it's the, all of it. world. I mean, we're, we, are, we are a very unique story in, in the industry. We are still a new company, but we come with legacy products. We're a new company, but... I've been at this show 23 times. Right. Um, and so there's, there's, I used to describe it as an identity crisis when we launched because how can we be brand new with legacy products and a, and a legacy face? Right. There, there's, there's a lot of catching up that had to be done. Now we're in market 20 months, 22 months. Um, and for everyone that some of those historical stories were important for, they already know it. And so what we have now evolved into is we don't tell the history stories anymore because for those who that version of the story is meaningful, they already know that part of the story. Right. What we are doing today is growing Ferry Otego, period, full stop. It's a Ferry Otego story. It's a Ferry Otego legacy. We're fortunate to have Davidoff USA as our distribution partner. Ah, so okay. we are in their book. 
So we have boots on the ground, some of the best in the business, and uh, and we're out there humping but it. No matter what, you're still a guy competing for shelf space. Yes. In the end, the cigar lounge has X number of, of linear feet. Yes. And you I didn't, need to I didn't have, answer your question. You need to have... What the, is that moment, whether yeah. it's story or something else, that gets somebody to say yes? It is... Um, all of those things are a factor because for sure... First, the retailer has to have enough confidence and affection for the product that we are the story they decide to tell, right? right? There's a thousand stories in the humidor. We need to be their favorite story. And so that is some mathematical relationship of legacy and relationships, but also quality of product. You can like me as, as, as much as you want, but if these don't taste good and burn good, we're out of business. Yeah. And so we have great manufacturing partners. I believe our blends are profoundly complex and, and perfectly consistent. I believe that we punch way over our weight in value. If you look at what our portfolio pr is priced at, yeah. Metropolitan starts at seven and the Ferriotego tops at 23. That's a tight, thoughtful pricing scale that whether you spend $7 on a host or whether you spend $23 on a Ferriotego Limited, you are getting more than you paid for. And that's just something that, that we are unwavering in our commitment. We're always going to over deliver. You're always going to have an experience that is worth as much or more than what you paid for. And we do it consistently. And then frankly, we do the thing that maybe some people forget to do which is we just say thank you. To Michael Herklotz, thank you. Thank you for everything. Thanks Absolutely. for all your support. Please, a pleasure. For more on Michael's cigars, check out ferriotego.com. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke, your cigar, bourbon, foodie extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy right there. Michael Herklotz and Ferriotego, the Suma that we're smoking right now. They've done it. They jumped in with both feet. You know, it's funny. You take a guy like Herklotz, H-E-R-K-L-O-T-S, and, and all the success he has had in, in the cigar world, how well-known he is in the cigar world, and still starting a brand is a massive risk, even for a guy like him who has a name. He has a name in cigars. It's serious stuff, and still very risky getting in. Especially when he got in. I mean, right at the beginning of COVID is when he, he jumped feet first uh, in, into uh, this venture. And uh, it's, it's so great that uh, it has been a smashing success. And, uh, and, and it's because they do it well. This, the Suma from Ferriotego, S-U-M-M-A, uh, the spice is really, really there. It's got this little bit of, 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 of kind of like a nutty undercurrent that's happening. It's, it, it merges and, and works very, very well together. I think the question, Fingers Malloy, is, is this in your humidor? I'm asking you, is this in your, in your humidor? I, oh, I, you, I thought you were going to give me uh, how much it, it costs. I think it's oh. about $18 a stick. Oh, I have to give you how much it costs first? That's what you usually do. Is this in your humidor for $18 a stick? Yeah, I'd have one or two in the humidor. So... Uh, the, the, the issue is that this, as, as, as a level of, of price point, starts to be at a place of now I really have questions. Once you're starting to get closer to 20 bucks, you are just 
you're, you're forced, forced to really ponder. It is why I probably gravitated to the larger size first. Because I made a mistake, right? I, meant, I made a conversation. I could have made a mistake and said a larger size means value. If that one was $19 because it was bigger, all right, but I'm getting more cigar. I'll have more time with it, etc. The value is in whether or not you enjoy it. That's where the value is. I would tell Michael if, if, next time I get the opportunity, I think 18 is a high price point. I really and truly do. And you are admittedly, by definition, limiting the buyer for this cigar. Now, do you think it's more of a $15 stick? I, yes, maybe a $14 stick. Okay. But I could be giving short shrift to, to where some of this tobacco is, is coming from. Is the cigar good? I think the cigar is rather well done. Mm-hmm. I think that, that while the, the Generoso has a more everyday kind of quality for me, this, this is as close to a pepper bomb as you and I have done in a long while. There's a lot of spice coming up on here. And that spice is black pepper. That spice is white pepper. It fills the cheek. You can feel it in the back of the tongue, almost into the throat. Yep. Right? There's a lot. And it stays. And it stays. Absolutely. And it stays. So so there's, there's a very specific person who's totally into that. I'm not. And I, and I know this about myself. I appreciate what's been done here. And so, yes, I'll buy a few. But the Suma is not going to be a cigar that is of my regular smoke compared to the other things that I in, enjoy. A little more roundness in the flavors, a little more uh, earth in, in the flavors, a little more tobacco forward in the flavor. Uh, it's beautifully done. It's smoking just great. It did take a little while to get lit, but that could have just been us. It could have been, you know, shipping all sorts of things. Right. And very nicely done. I have enough faith in Michael and the team there at Ferriotego to trust anything they do and give it more than one go around. But this is, this is absolutely a must try. You only know if it's in your humidor if this is your flavor profile. And there's a reason, Fingers, why it's definitely in yours. And, you're, and you, of all people, are not blinking at $18. No, $18. Oh, listen, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm not buying a box of them. You know, one or two in the humidor, I, I like a good pepper bomb. Uh, but it, it has more to it than that, and I, I'm liking how the the spice for me it's it's hanging around, uh, it, it's it's not dissipating. Uh, I'm really enjoying it, and I I'm, I'm a fan of what they do, and so yeah, one or two. I and it, you know, if you see it at your favorite lounge, definitely give it a try. But it, listen, I, I usually like to stay around thirteen dollars a stick or 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 less. So. It really has to do something for me to make me say, oh, yeah, one or two in the humidor at that price. Yeah, I think this is, this is uh, worth it. It's time, Fingers Malloy, usually time for news of the week. But mm-hmm. because we did the, uh, the good interview with, with Michael Herklotz, we skip it and I go to this. You're going to have to bring it back, though. My point to you is we still have to get to news of the yeah, week. Yeah, we'll get to Let's it. do that later. Yes. Not now. The financial experts have spoken. And they have seven expensive items that are wastes of money. Fingers. <laughs> this story sucks so bad. This is a this is from Yahoo Finance. What's the featured image of for this article? Watches. <laughs> you right away. I was like, oh, oh, we're gonna get his dandruff up. A watch is not 
a ridiculous purchase and it is not a waste. What a nonsense thing to say. Who? Wait, who, who wrote this? Jacob Wade. Jacob Wade is dead inside. <laughs> ja- Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. I don't know Jacob, by the way. Could be a nice guy. Dead inside. I. Th- this is the kind of article that happens when you realize that your deadline's in five minutes and you haven't written anything all week. That's, wow. that's, that's what this is. A uh, watch. All right. A timeshare. A timeshare, in most cases, is a crazy spending of money for not getting the value. Some people actually love their timeshare. I have never had a Have you ever sat through oh, yes. a timeshare presentation? You bet I did. I needed to experience it. I just left one 10 minutes ago. It's, <laughs> it's, it started Memorial Day. I couldn't get... It was the Hotel California. You can't leave. Oh, they're miserable. All uh, that for like a gift card if you, go, if you stick through throughout the entire thing. Luxury watches are another status symbol that is seen as a sign of wealth. But it might not. What? You went from luxury watches. Back, I thought you were moving on. You went to the timeshare. You're like, you know what? I got more on this luxury watch. God. <laughs> then they go to a guy who's a senior mortgage loan officer, doesn't think watches are worth the high upfront cost. Well, who cares what you think? <laughs> a $50 watch tells time as accurately. That's not the point. Oh, good God. Oh. Now. If you want to know how criminally insane the Rolex world is, I, I will tell you, I, I, I admittedly, full disclosure, I own two, but just two. I do not play in the Submariners or the Yacht Masters and things like that. My stuff is much more classic. I happen to have the mid-80s two-tone, like the classic mid-manager Rolex. You um, said Rolex has a Seattle Mariners Yes, watch? correct. Okay. Uh, and uh, and uh, I, I have a 1959 Oyster Perpetual. It's absolutely you don't even know. You could be making stuff up right now. It is absolutely beautiful. I'm wearing today my Citizen Blue Angels. Oh. Uh, right here. That happens to be what I'm wearing, which is a, a very simple watch, not expensive at, at all, and works for nearly every occasion. Um, but no, watches tell a story. Watches are personality. It's why I'm not an Apple Watch guy. I get it. You want to know what your heart rate is. You want to answer a text from your phone like you're Kirk, right, from Star Trek. Whatever. I want to watch that tells a story. I want to watch that's part of the uh, ex- experience. And just the artwork that's involved. The whole, the whole world of orology and how these things are created. Brilliant. So this list we will post at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This list sucks. <laughs> and I hate you fingers for sharing it. You're welcome. What about luxury pet accessories? Because that's on the list. Um, you know what I consider a luxury? A pet. But then I, I just don't want to clean up anybody else's poop. I don't, I don't want to do it. I, I, mine's enough. Thank you. And I, sometimes that's a chore. I agree with one thing on this list. Extravagant home gym equipment. I do all of my workouts just without any equipment at all. Sit-ups, push-ups, jumping jacks. Really? That's what I, that's what I do. do. Do you do them by doing them or just by saying the words sit-up, push-up, and jumping jack? And I'm winded now. This is he Drink Smoke. It is National Bourbon Heritage Month. September every year is, a, is the celebration of all things bourbon, Fingers Noy. For some of us, every month is National Bourbon Heritage Month. 
It is, except September actually is oh. National Bourbon Heritage Month. So we decided to celebrate. We, I don't, we didn't celebrate last week, National Bourbon Heritage Month. No, we did not. We were so consumed with Detroit Lions football talk that we completely forgot about it. Honestly, the show is getting a bit myopic. We decided to celebrate going old school. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. And you want to learn about bourbon, check out our book, Let's Go Bourbon. It's the bourbon reader you've always needed, available at Amazon.com. Let's Go Bourbon. It goes along with our book, Let's Go Barbecue, Recipes, Tips, and Tales from the Pit, both available at Amazon. We went Old Granddad 114. We went with a classic, everybody. The kind of bourbon you have before you decide to make a baby. Oh, that's wow. that's old. That's how you become Old Granddad. <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, Coming in at 114 proof. Fingers Malloy. Applause for anything over 100 proof. 63% corn in the mash bill. 27% rye. 10% malted barley. I've always thought that Old Granddad looks a little lighter then it it should for a 114 proof, but then you get that nose, and you're like, that's that's bourbon, baby. Yeah. That's what it is. Fingers Malloy and I have long been of the theory that old granddad is, first of all, and we're going to tell you right now before we get into it, it's in your liquor cabinet. It works for your old fashions. It works for your Manhattans. It works neat. It works on a cube. Old granddad just works. Now, if you're looking for... You know, something in a bourbon that's a little more esoteric, a little more highfalutin. That is not Old Granddad 114. Old Granddad is bourbon for the sake of bourbon. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so much of the show revolves around, uh, well, is it in your liquor cabinet at this price? And I've always been the value guy. And the value you get out of Old Granddad 114, it's hard to find a bourbon this good at that price point, I mean, anywhere from what twenty five to twenty nine dollars a bottle. Still, yes, still. I wonder now if it, if it's gotten to the thirty two, thirty three, but I don't think it has. It's just it's going to deliver, and it's going to deliver at a a r- remarkably fair price. That knows, by the way, fingers Malloy. As we've got, we're right in there. It happens to have a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of citrus. It has never been for me a big, big oak play, nope. but it's a del- it's it's delicious. Yeah, it and just a you know you get a little bit of that ethanol alcohol as well, but you have to search for it almost. You really do. It, it it's not overwhelming. Uh, it's not what you would expect from a bourbon at 114 proof. It's very pleasant on the nose. Now, uh, fingers Malloy, I only have one question. Are you ready for this? I've been ready for this ever since the Lions got their one-point win over the Chiefs. Good Lord, you are a silly, silly man. We do it neat and then decide whether to bring it to a little, just add a little bit of water, bring it to some ice chips, or a big rock. We do what is known as the Kentucky Chew. Move it around the palate, really get a sense of what's going on. You might want to take two sips. The first one to set the taste buds. The second sip to really get into flavors. Fingers? That cinnamon is still there. It's a, a little fruity. Uh, it's it's got that oak, that sting is there, uh, and that does linger for quite a while on the tongue. For me, uh, 
you know, I, I, I hesitate to even bring up the, the warmth in the chest because that rarely happens to me because, as uh, you say on several occasions, I'm dead inside. You're dead inside. But it's just wonderful, for especially at $25, $27 a bottle. I'm going in. I'm going in, fingers more. The old granddad, 114, 114 proof, doesn't play that way on the nose at all. No. Nope. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing what we like to call the Louisville lip. The Memphis Munch. The Chattanooga Chomp. Just bit my cheek. Oh, that's not good. I hope that doesn't add a weird flavor to the profile. Good Lord. It is For me, it's playing a little hotter than, than normal on the tongue, really the back of the tongue. It's not so much a heat going down, I got to admit. I'm not feeling that. It is... So, so it's what's weird about this is when I talk about more classical flavors of bourbon, uh, caramel, oak, vanilla, right? This plays fruitier, mm-hmm. and it really, really, really bounces off the tongue. But as you talk about that, sting stays there. It it does bounce off the tongue, but everything else just remains, and it is this this full on flavor. It's not too warm. It's luscious in, 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 a, in a way. I, 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 I may have said this before. I'd have to go back and check my own notes. I would love to have some more oak in this. Mm-hmm. But that fruit, which plays a little bit of cream, plays a little bit of vanilla, play, moves around a little, just wonderful. Now, in the finish, it does thin out a touch, uh, you know, as, as you're going through it. Um, you, you still can maybe maybe you get a touch more that cinnamon. I get a little more candied, uh, candy kind of, of of fruit feel after that. But that you can do this neat in any weather, any time. It feels like fall, but it's gonna work for spring. It's great in the dead of winter. It's your summer drink for the price. Yeah, it's it, it's just a ridiculously hard thing to find a better value on. And as Finger said, $25 to $29 a bottle. The answer is yes. Yeah. As I think at one point, a couple of years ago, it was my bourbon of the year because of the value that you get from it. And it plays for the whole table, even though, like you said, you know, when it comes to your palate, I'm more of a sweet tooth guy. Uh, you like a little bit more oak in your bourbon than That's what we get here. That's the only thing, right? The only thing. But it's, it's I, I refuse to deny it for what it is. What it is is just terrific and for the price for what you're getting are there better bourbons out there yes i'm saying yes right now is this going to make my top three for 2023 no it absolutely isn't and i know that already because i'm already kind of where my top three are I've oh been, wow i mean i've been preparing early but i i can't i can't get over how easy that is to drink at 114 proof we i, I didn't cough i didn't gasp i didn't wheeze it didn't hit the chest hard it, it was, uh, excuse me, here, I'll go in oh, again here. He's Watch. going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing what we like to call the Saginaw Swish. Mm. Let's see, there it is. Ah. Can you get Seriously. more? Can you get more of a ringing endorsement than that right there? Uh, no. I don't know how you'd write that quote. <laughs> but uh, but it's fantastic. The old granddad 114. Uh, Fingers Malloy, is it in your liquor cabinet? Yes. Yes, it is. And it will continue to be in my liquor cabinet for the foreseeable future uh, until uh, the bottle is empty, and then I'll go get another bottle at twenty-five to twenty-seven dollars. It's just 
the, the values there. Uh, the juice is there as well. Uh, again, it's a little bit sweeter for for people who are more of a traditional oaky bourbon person. But I I just think for that price point, it's 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 spot. Old on. Granddad one fourteen. 114 proof, 57% alcohol by a volume Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey from the people at Jim Beam Distillery. Yeah. The, an- the answer is yes. Now, what's the question? I mean, that's the- Do you want another I- bottle? Uh, do I what? Another, what? another bottle? Oh, yes, please. Yes. Fingers Malloy, Halloween is right around the corner. It sure is. I can tell because uh, I'm eating about a bag and a half of Halloween candy a week. Is that right? Yeah, it's usually just a bag. Well, yeah, making up for lost time. Exactly. Just getting ahead of the game. Got to. Halloween started being advertised in August. It's weird. I'm with you. It's completely and totally weird that that happens, but it does. And now we have the list of eight discontinued Halloween candies you'll never find in your trick-or-treat bucket again. Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Fingers, a bucket or pillowcase? Oh, pillowcase. Yeah. Pillowcase. Pillowcase, no buckets. No. Yeah, we, we, we weren't fancy people. No, you, you, you get the pillowcase, and then you get a big stick, and you tie the pillowcase to the stick. Like were, you, were you trick-or-treating, or were you a hobo? <laughs> like you're on your way to a railroad track. <laughs> That's how I used to do it. Ah, oh, must have been fun times in the Malloy household. <laughs> Just an absolute treat. Can I share with you something before Please we get into the story? Do. The story is, is that the people who own Smuckers are going to buy Hostess brands. This, this deal is gigantic. We're talking about Twinkies. Hostess, $5.6 billion. Yeah. Holy McCow. And you're like, how in that world is this happening in this, in this market? Well, some really good write-ups on this, but it, it goes into two, two stories. Number one, the idea that via, post-COVID, because of COVID, some companies decided now is the time to, we got through this okay, now is the time to grow. And some got through this and said, we didn't get through this great, maybe it's time to sell. And that's what's happening. There's been a series of moves of large-scale, multi-billion dollar deals amongst uh, the, these companies. The other part is, COVID meant for a lot of people, like Smuckers, think of peanut butter and jelly and baking and all that kind of stuff. Huge sales, massive sales. They did great during COVID. That's all coming to an end. And now what do they do? They're saying now's the time to expand the brand footprint. And so that's where a lot of these deals are coming from. It surprises me that some of the success of uh, the boom for Smuckers uh, through COVID would be coming to an end because with people struggling to you know, pay their grocery bills, a cheap lunch for their kids is peanut butter and jelly. You and I see the world very, very differently because I agree with you. For many, many people, they are back to the eating out. They're back to the not baking and doing all sorts of things. And, and they just, it's just not, it's just not the same. They show the numbers, but I agree with you. Like I would have gone to that first as well. So I made mention of this on my radio show here in Indianapolis. And, uh, and, and, and someone said to me, Tony, the way you feel about Tootsie Rolls, I feel that way about Twinkies. Good now, Lord. Good Lord. before anything, you should know that I think a Tootsie Roll is the most despicable, disgusting candy in the history of mankind. Tootsie Rolls are devil scat. 
<laughs> they are disgusting. The the Skittle it comes in second place. These are terrible, awful, despicable candies. And shame on you if you like them. Chances are you're probably a serial killer. No, I, I like Tootsie Rolls. I rest my case. Really admit. And uh, who doesn't love a frozen Skittle? And what this girl is telling me is that the way I feel about Tootsie Rolls, that they mean the end of civilization, that is the way she feels about Twinkies. Who doesn't like Twinkies? Apparently this girl. Well, I don't understand. I don't get it either. And it is a cash cow. You could understand how... Uh, people would be making hand over fist if you were in the Twinkie business because you could sell them at grocery stores in a right. box. You could sell them at gas stations. Right. Uh, people are making that impulse buy when they're getting their fountain pop. Oh, I got some Twinkies. Fountain and what? Fountain pop. Fountain soda? Fountain pop. Soda, right. Yeah. And then, of course, a vending machine. You can put the Twinkies in the vending machine. It's a you, versatile food. You've done all three <laughs> in the same day, haven't you? Yeah, it's part of the Fingers Molloy food pyramid. It's just a stick. <laughs> Twinkie on Twinkie on Twinkie. I could, not, I could not believe it. Could not believe it. These now are the discounted candies. Brock's Dem Bones. What in the world? They were shaped into skulls, tibias, rib cages, hand bones, and foot bones. I, I got to ask you something. Off the top of your head, is there any Brock candy that you like? I can't think of Brock's no. off the top of my head. A, a lot of it's like the... Uh, I, Brock's, Brock's Christmas Jolly, candy. Are Brock's Jolly Ranchers. Oh, you know what they made. I don't be. like Jolly Ranchers either. Now, what's weird is this got discontinued in 2006. Then there's the Cadbury Scream Egg. I, I, I've, the, I've never seen that in ever. my life. I've never seen that. I, you like a Cadbury Egg, as you have often oh, said. God, I'll eat a Cadbury <laughs> Egg right no, now. It's terrible. Cadbury eggs are the worst. You don't like a Cadbury oh, egg? Oh, they're terrible. You bite into it. You think, okay, there's hard chocolate. And then you you, you get that marshmallow goo, goop mm. or whatever. And it's <laughs> terrible. Starburst candy corn. I've Have you seen that? I, I don't ever remember seeing Starburst candy corn. Nor did I ever see Hershey's Kisses candy corn. Like, never. It, it was silver, yellow, and orange stripes on the, on the, on the wrapper. It would be a white, orange, and yellow confection with a buttery candy corn meets white chocolate flavor. Now, wait a second. Chocolate and popcorn goes very, very well together. It does? Oh, sweet and salty. Oh, really? You've never had, like, white chocolate popcorn? Okay, I have had this. A handful of popcorn and then chase it with some raisinets. But the raisins in there... Uh, kind of muddy up what you're talking about as far as just the chocolate and the popcorn. Raisinets are third on my foods most likely to need a blowtorch. Uh, no, chocolate and popcorn goes great together. Hmm. Um, bat dots. What the hell's a bat dot? Orange, blood orange flavored, solid black gummies, softer than normal dots candy. But they're were kind of associated with black licorice, and people hate black licorice. Yeah, I love black licorice. Is that right? Yes. I don't like it in my liquor, though. You know, you, you do have some of the black licorice type Like liquor. a Sambuca? Yeah, or a Jägermeister kind of has a black licorice. You mean Jägermeister? Jägermeister. Yeah, Jägermeister. That's what I said. Right, Pop. Jägermeister. Uh, so anyway. Soda. <laughs> you know, every year now... <laughs> 
Every year we have on Eat Drink Smoke Done a Halloween candy review. We have. But I, I feel I fear we're running out of candy to review because we re- we've reviewed, you know, okay, you get the, the eggs, or, or not the eggs, the uh, the Reese's pumpkin, which is very right. good. Uh, it's it's right up there with the Reese's uh, peanut butter Christmas tree, peanut butter right. cup Christmas tree, and the uh, the egg. Right. There's, um, the, there's the egg. There's the Christmas tree. There's there's the menorah. There's and a menorah, then, and then the Reese's peanut butter Viking helmet for the Nordic holidays. Yeah. And then I bring in the Tootsie rolls, and you complain about that, and the Skittles, and we have the 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 Starburst party. Not in years. I know. Do you want to have one? Okay. You want to have like just an eat, drink, smoke Halloween party? Eat, drink, smoke Halloween? Sure. Where do you want to have it? I don't know. We can do it at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, or we can travel somewhere. I think people should throw ideas out there where we should have our Halloween party. We should have a Halloween party. That's a good idea. Let's have a Halloween party. Okay. And and we'll dress up as Tony or Fingers. There you go. That's that's the costume of choice. Or a cigar, which would be weird. Look like duty. Tea, drink, smoke. It's a question that has been asked at least once. Is it okay for <laughs> me? <laughs> Is it okay to go to HR and report a coworker for smelling? It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He's Tony Katz. Find everything we do over at our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Now, as you know, Tony, a lot of the, the major uh, news websites, they like to raid social media for stories. They do. They're, they are um, lazy. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the New York Post has this piece. And uh, it's, should I report my stinky colleague to HR? It depends on, uh, it depends according to experts. And I figured uh, we should talk to Tony Katz about this because he's an expert. Yeah, so I want to know, smelling, do you mean like they smell or do you mean like somebody's Joe Bidening you? No, no, this isn't uh, someone coming up and sniffing your hair from behind. Oh, oh, oh this is someone who actually has some kind of odor. Yes, complaining uh, to human resources over her overweight colleague's offensive odor. Well, what does her weight have to do with it? Uh, I don't know. She just threw that in the story maybe to get uh, people even more outraged because... In uh, 2023, Tony, if there's one thing that is really important on social media, it's the outrage. True. Oh, that is true. But I'm just saying there could be skinny smellies out there. Yeah, that that is true. I just don't want you to think, um, you know, it's not just fatty stinkies. There could be skinny smellies. Wait, now I need a chart for all this. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely we do. So apparently... Uh, the long story short, I have a colleague who has worked with us for years but has an awful smell, the poster said. Unfortunately, her body odor is overwhelming and makes me feel very nauseous. Apparently, uh, the odor, I'm going to try to clean this up for, for people who are familiar with that Delta flight that got uh, rerouted. Oh, <laughs> and no. had to do an emergency landing because of uh, someone had an accident. Apparently, throughout the whole plane, that's what apparently this person smells like. So, my question to you, Tony, is this: Do you tell this person to say "suck it up, Buttercup"? Uh, people come in smelling of all sorts of odors, whether it's uh, uh, Dracar, uh, 
1987 and no one told me? Are we going to the school dance? Whether it's Liz Claiborne or Pooh. So, Tony, is it acceptable for someone who she claims uh, it's making her nauseous to go to HR saying, listen, uh, see Stinky over there? Oh, you don't know that uh, the person's Stinky? That's because you don't sit next to uh, her in a cubicle. She smells. Not only do I think it's acceptable, I'm wondering why she hasn't gone to HR already. Listen, listen carefully. Your job is not to put up with something like that. Now, some people have natural odors, and it's not necessarily pleasant. Some people, man, their 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 breath stinks, stinks. It's it, it's terrible. It's awful. Um, you are allowed to say something, mm-hmm. and you're allowed to say something to your to your employer. You're allowed to say something to the person. Of course you are allowed. Let the complaints go where they go. Let them happen as they happen. That's all there is to it. But of course you're allowed to say something. You you have to say something. Or you have to quit. And, and I don't know if that's what you want to do. I don't think that you should have to quit because you have a co-worker that has offensive body odor. I think you do have to say something. But how do you handle that? I mean, seriously. There's fingers, fingers. I need to speak to you for a second. <laughs> I'm talking. You're going to fingers. HR. I, I, I am HR. I is, it, to, is it my Dracar? Uh, um, so listen, we've got some complaints, and the only way to say this is is that there's an odor issue, and the odor's coming from you. I don't know if this is a hygiene issue. I do not know if this is a medical issue. If it's a medical issue, that's something we're going to have to figure out how to deal with. But it is absolutely keeping other people from doing their work you need to know it, and you need to, to the best of your ability, do something about it. I, I thank you for pointing that out, Tony. I'm going to start uh, working from home, and that'll solve all of our issues. I would love to have you working from home. That isn't how we work here. This is something you're going to have to address. Well, well then I, I guess I'll... I, I don't know where to go from here. See, see, do it the other way. Yeah. I'll show you how to do it. Oh, so, okay. I, I, I'm Stinky McStinkerson. Okay. And, and you are HR. Okay. How about that? Here we go. You ready? You stink. <laughs> Wash yourself. I don't need this harassment from you or, or your team. You don't know my struggles. And I, I am going to sue. Where, I'm going to call the National Labor Relations Board. You're not going to have a business. Excuse me. I have to pull out my Snapchat. Is that how Snapchat how sounds? And then wow. actually, you know, I got 3,000 other stinky McStinkersons outside. We're going to smell you out. You're right? This, isn't a, this isn't a boycott, right? This is a stink cot. You're, you're going to form some sort of stench union is what That's you're saying? Correct. Wow. Local 342 of the stench union is outside right now picketing. You know how I know I'm I'm downwind from them. That's how I know. Okay, well that's- stink now, stink forever. <laughs> Speaking of stink, but you have to tell you have to say something. Stinky person doesn't get the right to control your life. What if you are on? But be a, polite about it. What if you are on a 13-hour flight? And you are seated next to someone who has a dog who stinks. We are diverting. Hold on. I Allow me to jump in. I've already gotten off the plane. <laughs> Wait, what is the dog doing? A couple apparently is livid after sitting next to a farting dog for 13 hours. 
a couple from New Zealand is demanding a refund yeah, after so they I. sat next to a smelly dog on their 13-hour-long Singapore Airlines flight. The airline owes them, and then uh, as I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the plane to land, there's nothing I wouldn't say to that. To, to Who's the owner of the pet? A woman? Man? Doesn't matter. You, people are awful. We really need our own private jet. What are we doing? That's the only answer. I'll, I'll pay anything at this stage of the game. Make the pain stop. Halfway through the flight, the dog began farting, according to the... I, I don't think we've ever said the word farting on, on the air, have no, we? No, there's been a lot of scatological humor today on the show. The, you know, the funny thing is, is that it would really depend on the person sitting next to you. Because some people would find that hilarious. <laughs> Some people would find that hilarious. It's but it's people are terrible. Yeah. No one cares about your dog and your story. The problem that people have is that they cannot accept the fact, and this is gonna seem shocking to a lot of people, I'm more important than your pet. Yeah. I'm not saying your pet isn't important to you. I'm not saying you don't love your pet, and so you should. People are more important. And I bought the ticket. Dog bought no ticket. That's the end of the ball game. And so, yes, I get a full refund. And United or American or Delta or whomever it may be, they should want to give the refund. Well, this is Singapore Airlines. Singapore Airlines should want to give the refund. They should want to say, I'm sorry that you were impacted. Only Airlines seems to get away with the idea that they never have to do something to make the customer happy. And Fido should be banned from all future flights because uh, he or she, Fido, is too gassy. Right. Right, and you know the owner of that of that dog, mm-hmm. coworker of mine stinks to high heaven. What if it wasn't the dog? <laughs> what if it, if it was the passenger right. that just blame? Oh, I'm sorry, it's my dog. Bad dog. Bad for a dog. 13 hour flight. <laughs> you know, at some moment you just run out. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. But I'm pretty sure at some moment you're just you're just clean. This is some of the best content that we've ever had on Eat Drink Smoke. Number one episode. With a bullet. The old granddad 114 for National Bourbon Heritage a month. Yes. It's a yes in in your liquor cabinet under $30 a bottle. 114 proof, but doesn't play that way. Really with that with that citrus, uh, that cinnamon, nicely, nicely done. And from Ferio Tego, F-E-R-I-O, second word T-E-G-O, Ferio Tego, the Suma, S-U-M-M-A. It, it, it is a wonderful, wonderful cigar if you like big, big spice. Find it wherever you get your cigars. Find everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at GoEatDrinkSmoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash EatDrinkSmoke, and Instagram, at EatDrinkSmokePodcast.